Blog Talk Radio. Did you miss me? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's on the eve of Survivor Series and also a big event for AEW. And what else? I've got a lot to discuss because I haven't... I've kind of went on hiatus because it's just literally going to be one big rant right after the other, and I've got to have backing behind said rant. And if it's a rant, then some people try and discredit exactly how I'm feeling about the world of professional wrestling. And so, with that being said, I've been working in a warehouse, and now I've got some time off, or had some time off to relay exactly what I've been seeing from NXT, AEW, Main roster, WWE, and AEW Dark. You know, wrestling is kind of like, I've said this before, it's a therapy. Yet both ends, and I'm not just, yeah, both ends of the spectrum, both AEW and WWE, they're kind of clicking, but no, I mean... AEW with Shaquille O'Neal and Cody Rhodes. I mean, there must be something that AEW is doing correctly. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal is a big name. It's nothing to sneeze at. He's been involved in wrestling more than once, you know, in three different companies, WCW, WWE, and now AEW. NXT, I think, like, the last latter half of the show was really good. Uh, The whole uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, goddamn, I could have seen that a mile away. and That's the old adage that every fan fucking says, but you know what? There's some confusing parts uh, to the show tonight on NXT, and one of that, you know, I will discuss as I move through the show, but I'm going to try and find some research because, you know, like they said, you have to have numbers, you have to have statistics in order to, you say, so, this is okay. WWE Hall of Famers make a debut, did they? Okay, so let me read this little article here before I get sidetracked. It says, AEW Dark Results. WWE Hall of Famer sons make a big debut. Female star picks up an upset win and more. Okay. Um, so... And see who it is. Frankie Kazarian was on commentary, blah, blah, blah. For, uh, Priest. They have a wrestler called Priest. Okay. Sean Dean Priest. 
Dean connected with a few strikes. Angelico, so Angelico's there. Dean knocked out. Blah, blah. The Hybrid, too, defeated Sean Dean and Adam Priest on AEW Dark, so the match got a B. Ashton Starr and David Ali versus Lucha Brothers on AEW Dark. So who are the two big names of Hall of Famers, dude? Come on. Phoenix and Penta. Okay, so the Lucha Brothers beat David Ali and Ashton Starr on AEW Dark. Danny Jordan versus Leva Bates on AEW Dark. There's a lot of people getting opportunity, you know, and that's not a bad thing. I've mentioned this before, so moving forward, okay, who who are the big names? I've got – oh, geez, they never said who the big names were, right? So as I'm reading those results, I'm going to go through Google because that's what we do nowadays, right? AEW ratings this week. The post-revolution edition of AEW Dynamite on TNT once again beat out WWE, NXT, and USA Network. In viewership, Battle Wednesday, Brian Alvarez, Wrestling Observer. So they had 906,000 viewers. Wednesday's two-hour show, while NXT averaged 718,000. For 10th straight week, you know, guys, I'm not a fan of AEW's. And and that reason is because they shouldn't be beating you in ratings. No, that's not the real reason. They I mean they got Chris Jericho, they've got practically all the stars that WWE didn't sneeze at, but they have Cody Rhodes, they've got Chris Jericho, they even got a video game that without glitches, go figure, right? Oh, for those of you wanting to know, yes, the Instagram is still up and running, it's wrestle underscore radio. Off the Rails Uncensored is a sub-show, and if you want to have any questions, it's at Brian Rails on Twitter, at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter, Russell Radio Network, forward slash Facebook.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I mean, I have a lot of concerns about the, you know, the thing we call pro wrestling, because it's not all bad in AEW, it's not all bad in NXT, but when a company's literally like licking their chops as to what they can do more so that they can put you away, don't you think that it would be great if WWE added some more star power? But here's the problem, folks. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and certain wrestlers have stated that they will not work under these circumstances because not only are you putting on your, your body on the line through NXT, but the limited amount of talent that WWE has from both NXT UK and NXT stateside. There's so much going on right now. Like Pete Dunn just came back, and you add Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch into the fray of the so-called kings of NXT. No one knows is that the, is that your group name? I mean, I'm curious. Also, but there's one thing that I noticed that Pat McAfee does well: is he can mic, he can talk. Um, I'm going to mention this school, and hopefully, I won't get in trouble. I don't know why I would, but 
Monster Factory, even though briefly going to a camp through there, when you do promos, and this is just not at this camp, when you do a promo, you build them up, you tear them down. You build them up, you tear them down. McAfee has the bad habit of getting on the mic, and he's not necessarily doing us any favors by, you know, saying or emulating, you know, Imitation is the greatest form of flattery, as the old adage goes. I mean, he said when the statement was very brazen, he's supposed to be a big mouth. And Beth Phoenix absolutely does not like Pat McAfee. And if you say it's a work, okay, then whatever. We all have theories, right? And he just, he punts Tyler Breeze, and I hope to God that he hit him with the soft part of the fucking foot because His kick is like, dude, you know he's a former punter, right? So that shit has to hurt, regardless of whether he hits you with whatever part of the foot he hits you with. But, uh, you know, I like the fact that they're the new uh, bad guys in town, that they actually, unlike Undisputed, well, no, I think some people would cheer because they like the anti-authority type shit. So that makes Undisputed yet, you know, baby faces yet again. That just, it's so confusing because, actually, no, no, it's not. Undisputed caught on like NWO did back in the day, back when DX was around. And I'm telling you, if Four Horsemen, D-Generation X, and the NWO had a love child, then I don't want to say evolution because there's no uh, legends in their fucking group, but Undisputed... I had Adam Cole. Still has Adam Cole. You know, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. Probably taking time off to spend with their families until, you know, a certain week or whenever, whenever they're going to come. I like this fucking build that NXT is doing. And it was, you know, the main event for the Tag Team Championships. It would have been hilarious. I'm just saying it would have been hilarious if, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch, who have the personalities of a tree or excitement of a tree as far as gimmick goes, yes, they have a lot of fire. They're fighting boring ass technical gimmick. It took a loud motor mouth and Pat McAfee, who has credentials in the NFL and, you know, as far as Sports Center goes, yeah. This is this is where I'm gonna just say it. NXT and AEW, um, they've got good stories, and they're probably going to tell them better than any one of us could, you know. And we always constantly say as fans, if we were the bookers, but looking at AEW tonight, it's just like or AEW, sorry, looking at that company, it's like you're grasping. Not for straws, but for stories that were in the Attitude Era. How funny. You know, it's it's obvious. Both are trying their asses off to entertain the spoiled brats that are known as us, the fans. The smarks, the marks. Whichever label you go by and are proud of to display, there's obvious evidence the AEW is beating out NXT 
because certain fans will just be like, I like Jericho. I think he's, or, you know, the stuff's organic. I don't care if you say the word shit or fuck or goddamn when we're in a conversation, but when we're on live air, if I if we're a different promotion, then that's the difference. You know, if a kid walks around saying words that he ain't supposed to be saying or she ain't supposed to be saying, you really should think twice before the FCC comes back at you with lawsuits. And AEW's like, fuck, we don't care. We can say whatever we want on our show. And that's whatever. It looks like Jerry Springer slash Maury Povich results of who's the baby daddy between Shaquille O'Neal's whatever and uh, Brandy Rhodes. Now, yes, I will give my recap thoughts on NXT and AEW Dynamite. Um, I kind of had a hard time paying attention to the two of them because I was just trying to uh, listen at the same time make assessments. Most confusing segment of the night probably was when Xylee was supposed to face Raquel Gonzalez, and then she beat the ever-living shit out of Boa. Then some weird-looking Mr. Fuji dude comes out and hands Boa something, so it must be a letter of importance, but we never got the answer to that. So there's that, and then Candace versus Tony Storm. And I I think it's hilarious. You know, if they were in front of an audience, Candace, you know, manages to kick out of punch the face or a headbutt or whatever the move that Tony Storm was giving her. I just... I do not care for Candice LeRae. I think she's a nice person, but her wrestling is very basic. Very, you know, I would say fraud, but... Oh, yes. Indy Hartwell. I could have fucking told you all that the reveal... Like, when they did the reveal of who the character was during Halloween Havoc, come on, dude. There's nobody at that height. And I'm guessing she said she wanted to be in, in, you know, maybe she didn't say something. I don't know. Elevate someone in the company like Indy Hartwell is not a bad idea. I'm not opposed to feuding Candace and Shotzi. Because, like I said... You work with what you got and who's willing to go out and do the best she fucking can. And you know what? Hey, you know, you can't fault someone for trying. Even though Candace is not my cup of tea. You know, she did make it to WWE. She I she may get her moment in the sun. But it would have to be via a screw job because I really wouldn't believe Candace could beat EO on her own, which I just probably gave creative direction to those running NXT. Probably not because they hear it from a thousand podcasts out the window. Hey, did you hear what I said? It's just like there are instances, folks, where I believe, and then there are instances where I don't believe. In this instance, I have, I don't know, come across a lot of, I mean, a lot. 
of times where I'm just like drawing during the fucking show because not my ADHD is just my lack of interest in NXT because I mean they've they haven't run out of people. That's not the fucking issue. They have run out of is the ability to draw people in because every time you turn on NXT it's just you know, you get gripes from them. They're like, oh, it's too, it's becoming too much like main roster. and It's not organic enough, so we're not going to watch your shit. Like, dude, I complain about it because I know it could be better. Better how? Instead of... Instead of trying to make it a little bit like main roster, just give it the NXT feel. I mean, William Regal making matches and people just acting all kinds of insane over something as funny as, you know, Tim Thatcher attacking someone from behind and facing Dexter Loomis. That dude has so many fucking layers, it's not even funny as a gimmick. He, by far, you, you can peel back so many layers just watching him. It's just, you don't know what he's going to do based off the look. And I guess it's based off his mood. He's doing a phenomenal job, guys. He used to be a bodybuilder. And he's got a diet regimen, but cannot be matched. Cameron Grimes, I mean, look, even at a mid-card level, this dude gets it, tells a story, even if he's, you know, if he's healer or babyface. He started off as a a babyface and then moved on into being a fucking heel instantly because he just had that aura or air about him. Oh, yes, where was I going with this? The match between Jake Atlas and Legado del Fantasma, I mean, I don't know what Legado del Fantasma is doing correctly, but I, I guarantee you it's just it's not my thing to sit there and watch a Cruiserweight Championship match. I mean, if it included Neville or maybe uh no, he's in big fucking trouble, if it had Jordan Devlin... Iowa Riley, maybe, for fuck's sakes, man. I mean, they're all cruiserweight fighters, but they're main event material based on their performance. So that'd be kind of like taking someone with a mass amount of experience and just holding them back. Honestly, man, I believe there is such a thing as. If they were to improve their ratings, here's how you do that. You've got to have some kind of build. You can't just keep showing highlights. You know, like this was two weeks ago. That was, you know, I get that. You got to incorporate your stuff as best you can to get your product and wrestling some attention. What brings attention? Well, let me see here because AEW must be doing something right. I don't know 
they are doing is probably just letting people feel loose, like have that loose kind of feeling when you're doing a promo or when you're wrestling or when you're working a guy you've never worked before, a gal you've never worked before. So the only tidbit that I saw was when Brandy Rhodes came out and confronted Shaquille O'Neal's woman or whomever the fuck she is. So, uh... (laughs) MJF and Wardlow's inner circle induction. What? So, okay. It's official now. Team Taz out to the ring. Taz hypes up Brian Cage, and that's against Matt Seidel. Wow. Hey. Seems pretty cool. I'm guessing Brian Cage won, because the dude's like a brick house with feet. So, yeah, I told you, Brian Cage won via pinfall. There's got to be more to this fucking article. Okay. I'm just going to read these results. Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, then, well, AEW full gear was on Saturday. Blah, blah, blah. Tony Khan promised a massive surprise. So <laughs> he let it out the fucking in on his Twitch stream. That's funny. Okay. Cody Rose and OT Marshall, the Butcher and the Blade. Cody Rose is killing me. Okay. That, this is, uh, I need dynamite results, my man. Okay, Penton, Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. God bless all the advertisements that get in my way of reading results for AEW. I do not need to see what uh, SUV looks like, dear Lord. I, I wish, but this thing is being a butt. AEW results, please, 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 please have more than... Okay, Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. So here's the entire card for tonight. Cody Rhodes will speak. Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Kenny Omega addresses number one contender status. Penta L Zero versus Ray Phoenix. Tay Conchi with Anna J versus Red Velvet with Brandy Rhodes. The Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rose and OT Marshall versus The Butcher and The Blade. The Bunny in a bunkhouse match. Oh, geez. I guess we're not immune to it. <laughs> like specialty match. So, Brian Cage, obviously, meet Matt Seidel. Cody Rhodes speaks out about his love and how he wants to feel vindicated. <clears throat> Jade Cargill. Okay. I couldn't think of the lady's name. Forgive me, dude. Okay. So, then, O.T. Marshall's weapon shot was busted open. Why am I not fucking surprised with AEW? You haven't seen stuff like that since ECW. Thank God I didn't do anything to my head. So, Blade and OT, Marshall, let's see, Dustin and Butcher. This is interesting. Natural Nightmares won that one. MJF and Warhol, Inner Circle, Inauguration, Inauguration, Induction. 
Le Champion introduced the OG inner circle, and they didn't seem 100% excited. Sammy wasn't there. Jericho asked for Sammy was, and he said that Sammy got out of the hospital. They, they carried on. MGF tried not to cry. He's only been in the business for five years until his father's loan him a million dollars to get there. And then MGF read some poetry. It was a Drake song. Ortiz called him out for ripping off Jizzy. Who cares? And they're both good speakers, Jericho and MJF. So, King Omega cut a promo about how John Moxley took his spot as a top wrestler. Okay, I love Omega. Jay Tanchi versus Red Velvet. I'm guessing Velvet. Um, okay, but that's, you know, as far as I go, as far as uh, reviewing AEW, I think that a lot of things could be different. Like, one, you really, I mean... At this point, if he signs on, come on, I'm not hearing a two-paragraph rant, you know, because this is my show, and if you have any uh, umbrage with me, you can take it up whenever. All right, folks. I've I've ranted at the beginning of the show, and I believe I'm going to continue the said tradition of telling you the following: the following podcast not appropriate or suitable for minors. You must be 20 years or higher. Actually. Yeah, if you're 18, you can listen to this shit, just as long as you don't repeat it to your high school principal, okay? And before I get into the rant, if you'd like to join a professional wrestling school, you can do so by going to www.monsterfactory.org. That's www.monsterfactory.org. Or you just go to monsterfactory.org. They even have an app. I don't know how it would work, but you'd have to go to the app store and type in Monster Factory. Danny Cage is the head trainer and owner and operator of said operation. It's located in Paulsburg, New Jersey. If you have any questions, do not email the office. Trainees are required to wear masks during all practices, no matter who you are or what. You know, you got pulled over for DUI. Sorry, folks. Shit happens. Anyways... Buckle up, fuckers. It's been a minute since you got into uh, my mindset. So, wow. Monkeys in the truck, get my music. Dig it. Right into the criticisms, right into the shortcomings that's been going on lately with the company and how they've had to cut over 20-plus people yet again. And some of those include our subject. So 
sometimes when you try and talk amongst fans about professional wrestling, that, you know, it'd be the same if we had an arena. If not, dude, I believe professional wrestling fans are the best fans in the world. So, yes, this does impact us. And yes, no crowds make it harder for the wrestlers or whomever. It's difficult watching this shit now. I mean, it was a train wreck on NXT. Guess I'll learn to not snooze while trying to Pay attention to NXT. No, I paid attention to most of it, my friend. I'm sorry for the long direct pauses. Ten hour stuff at work's got me going. Kind of woozy and sleepy direction, which I'm not going to end the off the rails and censored since it's my very first day back. I shouldn't lay down on a nice soft bed. Jesus Christ. So, here's how this works, folks. (laughs) In wrestling... There are those who understand it, that it's just for entertainment, quote-unquote. They're doing all they can, you know, with the limited amount of people that they have on rosters, both AEW, both, you know, AEW and WWE. It's difficult to get an entire show, you know, captivate not. Right now, they're in the testing phase with the whole pandemic going around. And I've said this multiple times throughout the broadcast. When you've got multiple people out because they don't want to be a part of a show and they would rather spend it with their families because – let me read a number for you folks. It's staggering. Some may say, well, that census doesn't make any kind of sense. You're wrong, and they're just claiming – we got a virus, folks, that's well over 10 million. And so among those 10 millions is a very short percentage of performers or wrestlers that entertain the likes of us spoiled brats as fans. Now, like I said, there are some tidbits. To WWE showing that could make it a hell of a lot better than what it is right now. It's better than what we could put together. I mean, my dude. Wrestling used to be where you sit with a group of friends and watch at your house if you live close to one another. And you would watch Stone Cold Steve Austin do something different to Vince McMahon every other week. And not just Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Undertaker was sacrificing people on a symbol. Imagine that shit going on now. It was different for the era that these events and occurrences would happen. Now, I mean... Wrestling has evolved itself like it should. I mean, the women 
in professional wrestling are being taken more seriously. Some some sick verse freaks out there would say, I just watch it because they're fucking hot. It's not just the women. It's you know, There's a lot more talking in certain aspects of uh, NXT and main roster. And I get why they place those segments in there, why the writers write the way they do. Some of it's irritating because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we have people to cheer against and we have people to cheer for. Now, here's the tricky part. I just stated that AEW's got more ratings, but boy, you know, for a company that does show a limited amount of fans at his mansion, I mean, I wonder... I sit there and wonder, folks, a lot about which side is going to get so desperate for ratings that they're going to pull this shit. So far, I mean, both sides have been trying their damnedest to stay honest and true as far as production value goes. I mean, if AEW's been beating WWE for 10 weeks in a row, there's got to be something. It just has to be. I mean, where do you look for answers? Because of this virus, I mean, like I said, I don't mean to go here, but, you know, 10,567,203, according to the census on the news app, has coronavirus. And a very small percentage of that, 10,567,203, they have coronavirus and they had to take time off. It's difficult, folks, because I'm bored out of my fucking mind just going to work home, work home. I said I had some time off. And it's nice because I get to watch wrestling. And then when wrestling starts fucking disappointing you in some ways, and you think, well, maybe I should suggest instead of rant. My suggestion to WWE is just have a story, clear cut. Don't overdo it like the whole Boa segment tonight where he was on hands and knees looking upset, over-dramatizing shit. They're like, well, you watched, didn't you? No. To be honest with you dudes, I... Was literally drawing drawings, you know, from an instructional how-to video of drawing Mabel Pines from fucking Gravity Falls. So there must be something wrong if one person or more is not paying attention to the product that you are presenting to us on TV. It's not that it's not captivating or compelling, but the whole Dexter Loomis Cameron Grimes thing was more entertaining. And the coronation of the supposed kings of WWE's NXT. And when Pat McAfee, who I guess, dude, you need to fucking learn how to mic and improve your skills. Here's why. Because you are literally shitting on the business. If you, as a manager, as a hype guy, you're not really 
not really one of the boys, but I'm guessing they stand and like you enough because some of them got guarantees. That they can stay. Wrestling, I'm always going to be bipolar with. It's like a fucking relationship that I'd much rather not. Mm -mm. Let me start this over. I'm not going to start over the whole show, but... Whenever you watch a movie, whenever you watch a play, whenever you watch something simplistic, your mind starts to turn the wheels and go, okay, this is how this is going to go. The whole reveal of Indy Hartwell, come on, man. For those of us who have sense and logic knew, because a few weeks ago, Candace was talking about, I like her. I could have use for her. That should have been your first hint as to who that was during the whole ladder match with Io Shirai and Candace. It's not that she's not pretty. It's not that she can't wrestle. It's just... There's something missing. Not certain skill set, no... She just doesn't have the believability factor like, okay, so now she's going to wrestle this woman. And this is going to happen. And then she's going to have, I don't know, folks. Like I said, I'm having a hard time. Believing in certain aspects of Candace Ray's career. I mean, I'm pretty sure she can turn the dial up to 11 too, man. She just isn't my cup of tea. Moving forward, because I don't want to spend the whole night talking and blasting people all night long. You know what? I've realized this. Some wrestling fans expect... Everything to go back the way it was, you know, when audiences were around and people were generally not caring and being, you know, adherive, or not adherive, they were not being too receptive of what the fans were doing, so they took advantage of the situation and just booked against what the fans wanted. I bet you, dude, at Survivor Series, I wish NXT could invade, but they do not have their full roster. So it's difficult. I don't know. To answer that question, you can go to monsterfactory.org. Dude, I don't work there. I know I promote them a lot, but you can go out and you can... My honest take on what's going on with WWE and AEW is what you're asking. They're not terrible. They just need suggestions. I don't mean the whole Brandy Rhodes can come in and say, don't talk to my man like that. 
It's very uh, talk showy and very, you know, over the top. You know, as far as I'm concerned, they, you guys, imitation is the cheapest form of flattery. And AEW imitating ECW and WCW is not a crime. It's just highly fucking annoying. We're doing our own shit. No, you're not. If you were doing your own shit, there would be no need for me to rant. It's like the whole Sting NWO angle with MJF. I don't consider MJF to be anywhere near the likes of Sting, but that is compelling TV. Jericho allowing him to be in, and that's because I have the feeling MJF may turn on the inner circle, or we might be completely thrown for a loop because Jericho is such a fucking creative genius. With NXT, I mean, they've got the tools. They're just not... They're using some of the tools to put something together, but the rest of it's kind of a sinking ship. And why? Because if you get 200 less, 200,000 less viewers and viewership, I don't know... How are you supposed to sit there with 706,000, 716,000 versus AEW's 906,000? Tell me something. If main roster would just get their shit together too, like, oh, gee, I don't know, like the Hurt Business and all these groups and poor utilization of said groups, like Hurt Business just keeps rolling through everyone when in fact... We all know that MVP is healthy as a horse or whatever. And we all know that Lashley's a damn good specimen. But the one fucking problem is it's not edgy enough. You guys got them beating the fuck out of people who come up to them just to say hi. They're not Nation of Domination, although that'd be an interesting flip considering what's going on in the world today. Also, you got The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. You know, two separate gimmicks, kind of like Finn Balor and the Demon King. The Fiend is the only good thing going aside from the whole Randy Orton McIntyre feud. Oh, and um, Alexa Bliss joining sides with the Fiend. That's a very interesting take. It's not that everything's bad on main roster, but when they talk too much, and I don't have a problem with who goes over whom, it's just fucking placement. Why all of a sudden is the Hurt Business getting a push like nobody's business? And I just like, I would love to know how, uh, I think they're going to win at Survivor Series too. I really believe that they're going to win. The Street Profits, they're going to win titles. I don't know. It'd be interesting if it was a title for title match and people could switch rosters. And I'm not complaining about the women's division because you've got Asuka, Sasha, Bailey. You can still put me to fucking sleep based on her performances in some aspects, but she's gotten, Bailey's gotten a lot better as far as mic skills go, but boy, when she talks sometimes, you can tell she kind of stutters and stammers, but no one in front of a lot of people who are viewing SmackDown Live and 
even though it's Survivor Series, it's going to be Sasha Banks versus Asuka. I think they should unify championships too, my dude. I, I really do. If you have any questions, that's Russell underscore radio on Instagram at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. If you have any questions, just, you know, message me and I'll be willing to answer. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, well. I'm still, yeah. I, I'm not so sure if Survivor Series is going to be as entertaining as other Survivor Series have been in the past, but I'll give it a chance. I'll sit my happy ass down, turn it out, and uh, maybe use it as a, a chance to review wrestling, or, or, you do my drawings. That's what I'm. That's where I'm at right now, folks. It's not that wrestling has completely gone away as an interest of mine, but it's just both sides are doing things, and I'm being both sides: WWE, AEW. They're doing certain things that bother me. It could be so much better. Now, as the old saying goes, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and then be left with nothing. After you done broke them or something. <clears throat> There's one principle, man. Just entertain. That's all you have to do. Oh, and tell a story during your matches. I think WWE is going straight, strictly, you know, wrestling and being a wholesome family thing up until part of last year. So to answer that question, the reason why I'm not too big on Pat McAfee is because the dude literally sat there and didn't listen to a word that creative told him to say. He just goes off whatever he feels saying, and yes, that's organic, but at the same fucking time, I don't mind the selection of feuding people. I really don't. But I do mind. The days where it takes forever to get to a fucking match. And I'm referring to WWE Raw. Why do you have to pick up a microphone for every segment? I'm going to kick MVP's ass. You know what? Once I'm done with this match, they can actually identify the body or what happened. See, it's wrong to bash somebody you know that can beat your brains in. It's also wrong to bash people that are not. Uh, how do I put this? What Pat McAfee did. In the entirety of that night Also dude I 
there's certain things you don't do in wrestling. And that is tear the ever-living daylights out of your opponent verbally because you know you can. And I'm sure Pat's laughing his ass up and goes, what is this, what is this asshat know about professional wrestling? Um, been around it since 1992. I'm well aware of what's going on. So, yeah. We're well aware of what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. It's certain things that could be improved, such as, you know, like maybe you should try a cage match every once in a great while, or not just a cage match, but just entertain us. Just give us reason to tune into the TV instead of making letting you guys fall short because shit couldn't be handled. That's basically what it boils down to, folks, is there's a lot of anxiety going on in this world, obviously because of the pandemic. But wrestling is supposed to be that therapy release for myself and other people who watch professional wrestling. It's not supposed to be, did you say this about my baby's mama, blah, 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 you're going to get it. Other guy comes over and literally breaks up the fight. Okay. Sorry, folks, for me being tired and not my normal ranty self, but I do want to point out that WWE shop is having a $15 tea sale today, and if you go on to ProWrestlingTees.com, you can find the plain black and gold logo for AEW, and I don't know if they're doing sales, but folks, if you haven't tried Klarna.com, it's a very helpful system if you don't have money. It's also a very helpful system if you want to save money. Let's say you have something that's $73, and you use WWE shipping, which is $25.99. Tis the fucking season. It used to be cheaper than that. But $15 tea, so let's see, 40 plus the card installments. You're looking at paying $10, $11, and there's no interest for Karna. Wow, I managed to babble through 23 minutes of shit. Well, you know, let's see here. Predictability, that's one thing to try and not get mad over because there's so many of us that it was so predictable. I could could call every single move that was going to fucking happen that they were doing creatively. It depends on who you are, who you're going for, which job you're going for. I spent the last few weeks trying to put into words exactly how I feel about professional wrestling. If somebody is doodling pictures of Baby Yoda and Cruella DeVille and various other animated characters, rather than watching your... I mean, I listened to it. I saw some of it. And being... Like, again, and McAfee punted the fucking head off Tyler, and that had to hurt. He had no way he could fucking brace 
guys are fucking professionals, so I mean, take care of one another, I would hope. You want to ask why there's something missing? I mean, come on. Is the resort to a big name in AEW is to further the ratings? Is that a crime? No. whole Shotzi Blackheart Candice Array thing that just set up a tag team you know between her Indy Hartwell versus Shotzi Blackheart and Tony Storm wow that'll probably happen either next week or it'll happen during the week thereof which is today but I just want to, you know, point out there's some good things and there's some bad things about NXT. There's some good things about AEW and there's some bad things. I don't think that's bad news. Bad news when the commentary team is set up with uh, Wade Barrett at Phoenix and Vic Joseph. Oh! I've said this multitudes of times. If you have a ring and you perform in it and you watch the tape back and you listen to Vic Joseph and he says, Oh! Every other goddamn sentence. And I'm sorry, man, but Jesus Louis. The commentary team needs to fucking either change their approach or they just need to be changed out in general because they haven't had a good playback group, you know, or a commentary team since uh, Byron Saxon, Corey Graves, and Patrick Pyro. Actually, he's not an announcer. I just threw that name out there. My bad. Sorry, folks. I was scrolling through Twitter. My bad. Patrick Pyro actually was a former member of WWE. I don't know if he commentated all our interview people, but... I think so. Last time, I mean, I'm pretty sure one of the main reasons why I complain is because they used to talk so much. It would let Granny Holster and myself just be like, "Gee, okay, I hope you're done." And, and these, um, yeah, the roster's not bad to an extent, but I don't understand why you guys got to run MVP. And a, a thing called Hurt Business and, and let them run roughshod And basically plan their own matches That's what I'm not getting On Smackdown Live It's the Bailey Sasha show They gave us a show at Hell in a Cell And they gave us a show, of course, in the very first takeover in Brooklyn. It's not the first takeover, but it was takeover Brooklyn. You know, they tore the roof off that joint. It was so amazing. But now, we need to feud Bailey with someone else that would make her look kind of awkward. She 
Sorry, folks. I seem to be nodding off. But I'm just going to say the following. Wrestling is a form of entertainment to which most of us know what, what we as fans like to be entertained with not bullshitting us and saying so-and-so is going to be in the company. I was excited about Melina, but the Bella Twins, dear Lord, just stay on the sidelines, please. Don't bother coming up and ruining what main roster is kind of established and lack thereof. Anyways, folks, on this note, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reels had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. I was weak. Forget about it. Well, yeah, and uh, to those bitches, I got to sleep because I'm getting kind of sleepy, sleepy. Alright, I'll be back when I have a better amount of rest, but to those bitches, I gotta catch a bus and... Wait, I don't, because I'm off. To those bitches, I gotta sleep so I can sleep in. Dig it! The closest person now.